Good afternoon. Well, good. Hello, everyone. Whatever time you're, it is for you listening to this podcast, it's the 10th edition of the Kids Grove Athletic Podcast. We've got Ben Derber on as well and ju- and another guest from the first team. But just before uh, I do bring in today's uh, guest, uh, just a big congratulations to former Kids Grove uh, defender David Artell and Alex Morris, who are with Crew Alexander. Alexandra and at the week in the week they were promoted to League One and I know Ben that is going to hurt uh, hearing Crew being promoted because of what's happened to Port Vale this week. Yeah, it's um, if I'm talking from a fan's perspective, it's it's very bitter and gutting uh, to hear. To be honest, considering Vale finished something like 0.42 uh, points out of the playoffs on this unweighted home and away. Point system that they've decided to use. So it's gutting for a Vale fan, but crew. And I know for local uh, football, it's it it's good. Um, it, it, it's a good thing going up to League One. But as a Vale fan, it is a bit gutting to hear that we didn't actually make the playoffs and crew have gone up automatically. So not the best of weeks, I think it's fair to say for me, Rich. Yeah, but it's going to get uh, better. We'll bring uh, this week's uh, podcast uh, guest in. He's completed his just completed his first season. Uh, with the club and what a uh, step up he's uh, made to the uh, Kids Grove Athletic team. I think it's all fair to say. And that's uh, Kingsley Adu Jamfi. Kingsley, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks to Richard and uh, hello, Ben. Yeah, you're out, Kingsley. And Kingsley, we just mentioned about your first season. I was looking just before we uh, started recording. Uh, you scored eight goals uh, this season in all competitions. So that must be a... Uh, a great yeah, a great start into uh, a higher division from where you were with uh, Silverdale. Yeah, I think it's a, a good achievement to score eight going a good league. Or uh, I think it was a very tough league for my being the first season in that league, and uh, I don't think eight goals were that bad to be honest. But maybe being the first season, I think it's so a bit, it's a bit alright for me. So yeah, as I said. Uh, I need to work hard next season to get more, but eight goals, it's okay for the first season. And people will forget, the season ended a, a month and a half nearly uh, than when it was meant to do. So, you know, if that had played on, uh, you potentially you could have easily hit uh, double figures. Yeah, I think so, yeah, because uh, the work rate was there. So, I think uh, I would have maybe got two, three more to by the end of the season to get a double figure. So I think, yeah, yeah. And uh, another stat is you played uh, thirty-five games uh, in all competitions. That's more than the captain Anthony Malvin, who made who played thirty-three times. Lee Williamson, who played thirty-one, as did uh, Reuben Wiggins Thomas. So for coming in from the uh, county's level, which to Silverdale was to. Uh, the Northern Premier League, you've really proven uh, proven how you've uh, adapted quite quickly. Are you surprised with how quickly you've adapted and how well you've played uh, last season? Uh, yeah, I think uh, when I first got into the team, I think uh, I already knew it was a very hard league, so I had to start working hard and uh, to get quickly into the first team, the first level, sorry, so I think... Uh, to be honest, uh, I work quite hard to keep this moment going. and uh, I think it was a very different league with 
from the silver that one and uh, I always find myself ready whenever I was called into action by the gaffer so yeah that's how it went yeah, and I'll take you back to uh, August. It feels like a lifetime ago now. It certainly does since this uh, lockdown started. The first game against Stocksbridge Park Steel. The club had such a great pre-season. You know, they were beating the likes of Witten Albion, who were a division above. Rams Bottom, who finished in the playoffs uh, last season in Kids Groves League. Uh, trying to think who else to play. They had a great performance against uh, Port Vale, uh, Port Vale first team. And then the first game was against Stocksbridge. And I don't know what happened, but I think it was probably best described as an off day. Yourself was on the uh, bench at half-time, uh, but you come on for James Jennings and you were really yeah. the uh, you were the bright the bright light of the kids' grade team. There was quite a lot to be impressed by your performance. What do you remember of that uh, afternoon? Uh, to be honest, being my first game of that league, uh, I thought uh, I did pretty well during the pre-season and uh, the gaffer made it clear to me I was going to start that first game. So before the game, he called me and he said uh, he was going to start James Jennings. But I said, uh, I was a bit sad by that moment, but I said, yeah, that's football. I've got to take my chances. So I accepted that decision of the gaffer and um, was on the bench. So I think uh, after the first half, he called me and said, yeah, I was going on. So I was really nervous because I had tough league, first appearance. I was I wasn't knowing what to do because uh, I had all the pressure on me. So yeah, to be honest, going on the pitch, I had more confidence to do well, get on the ball, do what I like doing best, going behind defenders, using my pace, and uh, I think uh, I did that pretty well. So that was a good afternoon for the first game of the season and uh, for Kids Glove Athletic in the in the good league. So I was really impressed with the performance I made that day. To be honest. I was yeah. really, really happy. And we had uh, Morland's Radio uh, down doing full live commentary that afternoon. I think I can remember Tony Wally, sports editor for Morland's Radio, someone who you know uh, quite well, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit, uh, along with Kieran Harrison. Uh, I think I can remember Tony actually asking Ryan, you know, was, were you going to start against uh, Leakin in the next few games? Because you'd really impressed everyone. And I mean, Tony's covered football league and he had Dave Stringer uh, alongside him who's who's covered uh, non-league football for many of years and uh, Ian Corbishley who's a very experienced uh, football commentator so you had really made an impression on uh, quite a few people uh, that afternoon and then, yeah uh, yeah to be honest I think I, I did well that moment so I was very happy so I made a good performance yeah and then just moving slightly forward to the end of August, uh, the Worksock game away, which was your first goal of the club. What do you remember about that afternoon? I think I remember it being a, a well-taken volley after a uh, cross from Anthony Malburn. No, I think Ruben, Ruben Riga. Or was it Ruben? Yeah, Ruben made that cross. Yes, it was. And, uh, I think that was a great goal. I still remember that, being the first goal. <laughs> I think it was a great moment for me because it was, uh, I think, three games. Without no goal in the league and uh, scoring that goal for the victory was, I think, the happiest day in my life because we all, I think that was the first goal league goal of the team in that league, isn't it? if I if I got that right. So yeah, one of scoring that first league goal for the Kids Grove Athletics, I think it was a great moment and a good feeling. 
Yeah, I think it was in the. It was either the first one or it was certainly at least the top two, the first two. And you got a better memory than me. I can't remember Ruben crossing. I could just remember yourself scoring it. And obviously we had the GoPro running, but the, for some reason the GoPro didn't work, so we never actually got footage of your uh, goal against uh, Worksop, which was disappointing because it was a it was a fantastic strike. Yeah, that I think that was a, that was a great goal. So uh, I could have watched it hundred thousand times, but. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, but we have got uh, goals against the likes of Spalding and uh, who else have I got you scoring against? Uh, Matlock Towner. That was oh, your yeah, second goal against. Yes. Oh. Uh, that was... Go on, uh, Kingsley, sorry. Oh, no, carry on, please. Yeah, uh, that goal against uh, Matlock I was just going to talk about. I mean, what a, what a strike that was. Uh, not only in the game, the context of the game, but... Uh, but against the team, against a, it was a division higher, and it was important because it put Kidsgrove ahead uh, that afternoon. That must have been probably the best goal you scored, uh, certainly for Kidsgrove last season. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, I think that goal ended in the the, the season goal. Uh, I think it was I came third in the season's goal with that goal, so I think it was a great goal, and I I'm pretty sure it's one of the best goals I've scored in my career so far, and. Uh, been an important game in the FA Cup. That was a, a very important cup scoring that to the next level. Uh, I think that was another good memory I could remember and a uh, good feeling after the game. So one of the best goals so far was against Matlock, yeah, in an important game. Yeah, I, I put it to the uh, volunteers at Kidsgrove before we went public with the uh, vote just to just to make sure I hadn't missed any of the uh, goals uh, scored that season. I know everyone come back saying that your goal should have won it, uh, but Jeppo uh, uh, for some reason took the crown uh, of goal of the season, but I think a lot of people will agree that that was a very close second, that uh, goal. And the, the manager at the time uh, was Ryan Austin. What was your working relationship with uh, Ryan like? Uh, I think Ryan was a good man. I think uh, he brought me into the squad, so I will forever remember him for that. After after a year with Silverdale, he called me in and said, what, I want you to be part of the squad. We have a project. I want you to be part of it. So I think Ryan uh, made it possible for me to play that level. So I think he, to be honest, he was a great man, good man. And uh, I wish him all the best for next season. At, uh, where is he going? Congleton Town. Yeah, Congleton Town, yeah. I wish him all the best there. I hope he, he do well. So, to be honest, yeah, Ryan was a good man. He always said everything. Everything taught me well, everything. So, I'll forever remember him. Yeah, and I touched on it uh, just a while ago where you worked with uh, Kieran Harrison, uh, I believe, in your day job. What's it like working uh, with one of your teammates? Oh yeah, see, I think it's a good good thing working with one of your teammates every day after the game. You talk about football, where what what you did well, what didn't go on well, so where you need to improve, where mistakes. So we try to correct each other so that the next game we put things right. So I think it's very good working with the teammates. So having fun, trying to tell you the best, you score him. Yeah. We we really have fun to be honest at workplace. Yeah, and uh, Service Metals is the uh, place you work for, yeah. and they sponsor the uh, press box at Kidsgrove. They've got a big uh, board out, and that is quite in part to uh, the sports editor at Moreland's Radio, who is your boss, uh, 
Tony yeah, Wally. Tony so it Wally, was, yeah. So you must have so much chat about football then in the office. Oh yeah, to be honest, yeah, we we normally talk about football when we go in the office with the boss. So he's someone who likes football so much. So it's about, as I said, with uh, Kieran Harris, we always we talk with the boss because he normally watches our games. So we talk to him what went well, on well, what didn't go on well. So we try to improve. We tell you do that, do that the next time. If you score a goal, you try to compliment you, say it was a good goal. So I think it was it's a great feeling in there working with the boss and uh one teammate Kieran. It's very great. Yeah. And we're a bit pressed for time uh, this week. We've all got various things on this Friday afternoon. Uh we've got yeah, we could be going down the pub. And yes, uh, unfortunately we're still on uh lockdown, but I know you've got some on at five Kingsley. Uh I've got tea and last time I recorded uh a late evening podcast. Uh, I nearly had me tea uh, given to the uh, cat because uh, we were running late. So I'm going to hand over to Ben. And I know Ben wants to talk to you quite a bit about your time at Silverdale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, you, you, you've led that perfectly in, uh, into me there. For, well, for me uh, there, Rich. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, just a couple of questions on Silverdale. I did follow them a little bit um, last season, and obviously they won uh, the league, and I believe you scored 60 goals for them last season. Obviously, impressive case over leading to uh, to Ryan Austin, bringing you in. Like I say, Silverdale did win the league, something that was unexpected at the start of the season. Going on to last season, what did you make of it, and what was the cause for your impressive form for Silverdale in, uh, the, I believe, the 2018-19 campaign? Oh yeah, I think uh, with Kids Glow was a very good experience and a good uh, moment with them. I think uh, I've, I've been with them one and a half year, and uh, I think the second year was when I scored the sixty goals. I had a yep. very good feelings. Work rate was perfect. No injuries. I was, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was a bit of luck as well. So to score at least two or three games every day. So every game, sorry. So I think silver like sixty goal last two seasons was uh, something unbelievable. I still don't believe how I made that. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And obviously you won you won the title with Silver Day. Obviously I'm not going to go on to that too much. But what was the team morale? It, like with them because like I said it was in an unexpected you weren't expected to win the league you weren't expected to be anywhere near up there but out of the odds you beat league so be yeah I believe you did the double over them in fact who were expected to win the league and out of nowhere you came on you came out and won the title what was that overall feeling like and what what was the team you were with there like how much was it down to them not just your individual performances oh yeah I think uh... Had a quite great relationship with all the players, all the managers. I think uh, everyone wanted me to stay at the end of the season, but I told them, watch, uh, it's football, anything can happen. I need to step up for my career, so you never know what happens next. I think they will go great set of lads. I enjoy the moment with everyone. They are people with good experience in that league who try to help you up, cheer you up. So after every game, we stick together, have a few drinks together and uh, we move on. But yeah, it was a good season. We won the League Cup. Uh, we won the double that season. So I think it's a season to remember. Yeah, it's quite a good season, to be honest. With, kids, with uh, and, 
Yeah, definitely. I do agree with you there, Kingsley. And just going on to uh, Kisgrove, obviously, you moved in the summer of uh, 2019, obviously impressing from Silverdale, uh, well, in Ryan Austin's eyes anyway. How did the move go down? So how did it uh, how did it all happen? You obviously making the switch to Ryan Austin's Kisgrove Athletic. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I think I'll, during Silverdale's period, I had many messages from different clubs, and uh, I, I told every one of them I wanted to finish the season with kids uh, with Silver there. Yeah? So straight after the season, I had this call from Silver uh, Ryan. Said uh, he wanted to, to me to join the 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 club, which was Kisglove, because he, he came to watch me in that final game against Leek, and we won the League Cup. Yeah, so I think I did quite well that game. So. He sent me a message before pre-season to join, so I went down, signed the contract, and then uh, I think that's how it started. I think I was being followed by the club, so that's why. Yeah, and going on to your time now at Kesgoes now, you're in your first season, finish your first season, like Rich has mentioned. Looking from, obviously, the press box that me and Rich are in, you've got a different type of playing style to the rest of the rest of the players you're willing to run at defenders like you have a, if you like no mercy no fear when you pick up the ball whether that's on the left the right or in the center your first uh, your first moment if you like your uh, your first sight is to run towards defenders and take them on is that a, a view that you'd agree with is that is that something that you try to do as often as you can what would you describe as your playing style and the reason for playing that way yeah i think uh of someone who likes to use the pace. So anytime I got the ball, I try to run towards the defenders, try to try the one-on-one with them, try to beat them with the ball and run in beyond. So I think what you said was right. And playing style is the, to get the ball and run beyond defenders. So try to beat them and go towards goal to score. That's, as a striker, that's what you need to do, score goals. So... That's why I really like doing. Yeah, definitely. And we, we, I think it was in episode two of the Kisco Athletic Podcast, we spoke to Anthony Malbin, who uh, he, he discussed a partnership that you um, and himself had formed. And he said that he quite enjoyed playing with you. And again, looking from afar, you're two different types of forwards which bounce off quite well each other. You've got the pace that you can run in behind and aren't afraid to run at defenders whereas he can hold the ball up, he's a target man and it looked as though many times when you did play together um, well in the 2019-20 season you could bounce off each other and create, well it, say if Melbourne held up the ball for you, you were able to run in behind and then cause a threat towards goal. Is that another view that you would agree with and if so what is your relationship and partnership with Malms ultimately ultimately like? Oh yeah, I think uh, playing alongside Malbon is a very good feeling, and he's a very good player. I think he's the top goal scorer for the club, so he's got more experience than me. And obviously, I need to learn from him and listen to him whatever he say he says to me on the pitch. Like I think uh, before every game. The the playing the playing style was that Anton Marbon go on the ball, even if it's for the header, he stopped the ball. All I have to do is to run in behind, so to make a goal threat. And I think uh, as you said, it was right. I need to use my pace to go in behind. So if the ball is in the air, 
I expect Anton Marbon to win the header because he's quite good with the air. So anytime he wins the header, I'm always ready to run in behind the defenders to go make a good threat, yeah. So play alongside Marbon is a I think we we quite had a, a good playing time together in the 2019-2020 season. So I think I played quite a few games with him. I think I remember that coming on the first league game and uh, scoring the goal against Matlock. I think uh, it was someone there. So and I, I remember the game against Lake Town. Yeah, it was a great partnership, great workshop with uh, Anton Malbom. He's a good player and uh, I really enjoy playing around him. With the experience that Malbom's obtained, obviously he's played for Kisser of Lady along with a host of other non-league clubs and was with Vale, uh, in Port Vale for a short amount of time. It went for, well, obviously a couple of years as well, which we discussed on the podcast before. Is he someone that you can learn from if you want to develop even further in your career? Because you're still, you're still a young lad and um, I believe that you'll... Well, um, I, I expect that you'll want to reach higher levels than Kisgar Athletic maybe in two, three, four years' time. Yeah, as I said earlier, I said uh, Anton Maldam has got very good experience. He's played at a very high level. So if I want to make it, play up front with him, I need to listen to him carefully. I need to do whatever he says to me because he's got experience. And I uh, think whatever he's telling me on the pitch, I think he's telling me the right thing. So, yeah, as I said... Uh, it's my dream to go higher and higher, so who, who never knows? Working hard and uh, listening to Mardom and at least developing some skills with him, I think I can really go high. Yeah, I, I, I do look like Ritual. I, I believe Ritual agree with, with me as well. I think if you keep showing your quality, you can definitely um, go on and show it for Kisco and show it for other teams higher up the division as well. Just a final few questions uh, from myself. Um, the team this season, it looked like uh, for much of the season that you could make a late push for playoffs. It did kind of... Uh, go a smother away from you if you like after a few bad results come then the season leading to Ryan Austin's um, departure what do you make of the overall season in terms of your own individual performance I know you've touched a little bit on that but the overall team uh, performance throughout the season is there a little bit of disappointment that you couldn't push a little bit harder for the playoffs or overall would you see it as a successful campaign for Kesko Athletic? Uh, I think uh, to be honest at the start of the season Oh, what we wanted was to get into the playoffs and to achieve something yeah. and to get promotion, yeah. But I think looking where we were in the table, I think uh, things weren't that good enough. We started to lose some hope to get into the playoff finals and uh, I thought uh, we wouldn't have made it through the playoffs because things weren't good enough. We couldn't get in the players we needed every week and week, so we started losing some games and dropping off the table. So, to be honest, I would have said it was a disappointment season, very disappointing season because uh, we wouldn't have achieved what we wanted so far. So, that's how I would have said with Ryan. It was a big disappointment. 
And now, you obviously, you mentioned about Ryan. Now you've got a new new manager in, in Scott Dundas. What is your early signs of relationship like with him? And what are the aims he's put out to you individually and the team um, next season? Obviously, Ryan said last season that he that aiming for playoffs. Obviously, weren't able to achieve it. Is that a realistic goal um, with Kisco Rafari under new manager Scott Dundas? Yeah, we we had a meeting last week and. Uh... I think what he said was to get the good and quality players so that we can able to achieve uh, the playoffs. So I think it's one of his aim, and I think it's the aim of the club as well, getting promotion next season. So I think we will try our possible best to get there, to get promotion next season. So it's up to us to work hard to achieve that promotion for the club. Yeah, definitely. And just a final question from me before I hand you back over to um, Rich. Obviously, you had an impressive season, like we said, uh, well, like we both mentioned, four kids go athletic uh, in the 2019-2020 campaign, scoring eight goals in 35 appearances. Has there been any early interest from any other clubs to maybe bring you in at a similar level or a higher level? Or as far as you know, is your future completely committed to kids go athletic for the nearby future? Uh, yeah, I think uh, after the season, I haven't received any offers, any message from any club. All I know is that I'm a Kiss Glove Athletic player and uh, I would like to stay more and more years with the club because it's a good club, which I really enjoyed the first season and I'm uh, really looking forward to spend more years and more years. I think as a striker, I will have some, uh, I think what I need to do is to stay more yes to beat uh, uh, the top goal scorer, which is Anton Malbom. I think it's one of my dream. So, I'm hopefully to become the next top goal scorer at the club. So, I'm really aiming to stay more and more yes at the club because I really enjoy playing there. That's brilliant. So, hand you back over to Rich. Thank you, Kingsley. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, but thanks, Ben. Thanks, Kingsley. That is fantastic to hear. I think I'll. I think. Uh, all supporters listening to this uh, to this podcast will be delighted to hear, you know, your aims to try and beat Anthony Melbourne. Uh, tally, you scored one hundred and forty-seven goals uh, at the minute for the club. So I'm sure, you know, one day if you keep playing how you're playing, you'll be able to do it. And if not, you you might have potentially have hopefully moved up the uh, football pyramid. And I c- completely agree with Ben. You know, we can I can easily see yourself playing uh, at a higher level. We're just going to move on into the last bit of the podcast we do it with all the players we've got on and that's uh, a little section we like to call teammates uh, if you've ever watched uh, soccer am uh, you'll know what you'll have seen their uh, style we've uh, taken a, a bit of inspiration from it uh, so the first question we have is who's the hardest player you've played against uh, physically so who's always made life hard for yourself is in the in the kids glove team or every uh, just just across your career. Oh, uh, the toughest player, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can it be a teammate or? Yeah, it can be a teammate if you want. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would say, what's his name? Butler. James Butler, yeah. James Butler, yeah. The former yeah. Kingsley Athletic. I think he's one of the toughest players I've played against. He's always close to you. <laughs> Never give you any chance. Yeah, and 
Who's the loudest player in the uh, dressing room at uh, Kidsgrave? The loudest? Uh, yeah. I'll say the skipper, Anton Malbum. <laughs> He's always think, there. Yeah. I think Ben will agree. He gets uh, put in for that uh, every yeah. week. Uh, who's the uh, Who's the best at tricks? I think uh, uh, Dom mentioned in the lab po- uh, last podcast uh, that you were one of the players with the best tricks uh, in the team. One of the best tricks. Yeah, he's got the best tricks in the team. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Uh, and who's got? Who's the worst at tricks? Who should just uh, leave the tricks uh, well uh, far away as possible? Who's the worst? Yeah, he's the worst at tricks. Uh, I'll say myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm the worst. I don't get tricks at all. The worst. Yeah. Uh, I know you haven't been on many uh, nights out uh, this season, but who's got the best dress sense in that dressing room? Uh, yeah, as you said, I haven't been many nights out, but yeah. once I've seen, I'll say Blakey, Kylo Blake. Yeah. A few people have said that, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And who's the who's got the worst dress sense? Who's, who needs to go and get f- uh, fashion tips off Kyle Blake? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't know that one, but I, I don't have any idea about that one. Yeah, fair enough. And who's always on time? So uh, when they say training starts at uh, seven o'clock, he's there from at least uh, five to seven. To be honest, I'm always late, so I don't know who always turn up at the right time, but <laughs> I always meet some people at the training ground, so but yeah. I'll give credit to I think James Butler is one I've always met at the training ground in town, so James yeah. Butler was yeah, always punctual. Yeah, I think you're giving yourself the title for uh, who's the uh, latest player. Um, I'm not the latest. I'll go for Ruben, who's always late. <laughs> I think Ruben comes up in the, this every week. I think we're going to have to get some uh, new players uh, in the team just to hand out some different award, uh, to, <laughs> the awards to different players because I think Ruben's been mentioned every week. Uh, yeah, he's always late. I think he normally stay in his car and just drive away some time. So he normally <laughs> stay up late whilst we're on the jog. Yeah. Uh, who's the most intelligent uh, in the dressing room? Uh, I'll go for Lee Williamson because he's got he's very intelligent. And who's the uh, and finally who's the least intelligent in that uh, dressing room? I'll go for Alex Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And uh, that's the end of the teammates. Uh, we've had a good half an hour. I think we'll, I think myself and Ben would love to chat more, but uh, I know you've got to shoot off Kingsley. So yes. uh, just, just some final summing up thoughts on your uh, first season with Kidsgrave. Uh, I think the first season was a bit all right. I wouldn't say I'm, I was happy because as a striker, I should have scored more goals and... Uh, I have many appearances, uh, 36 or 35 appearances, and I should have done more. So, 
I think I did all right to be honest, but not that good. <laughs> so coming next season, I'm looking forward to score more goals as a striker and uh, have fun. Yeah, um, Ben. Uh, final sum of thoughts for you. Can you believe this is podcast episode number ten? We've hit the double figures. Yeah, we've hit we've hit into like you say it, the double figures there, and like, like it's saying every week, I'm loving doing the podcast, making them a weekly thing now. Usually do them every Friday, so really really loving them. And Kingsley's been a great guest once again. So just many thanks to Kingsley for coming on uh, the podcast, and looking forward to see you develop even through the next uh, the uh, next season, I should say. If it's if you show the performances um, of this uh, of this season and continue to develop. I believe we've got a very, very good player on our hands. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome, Kingsley, anytime. Great place to end. Uh, just before we go, it'd be remiss of us at Kids Grove Athletic just to say a congratulations to Ben Hart, uh, who was on loan with us earlier this season. He's been offered a new deal at Burton, whereas at Crew, Regan Griffiths has been offered a new contract. He was also on loan. And Josh Lundstrom, who's automatically extend who's got an automatic contract extension trigger so congratulations to them you know it's been great to be part of their development uh, and we look forward to seeing them hopefully one day playing the football league as we always say at the end of these podcasts is stay safe stay at home where you can this lockdown i know it feels like it's going on forever it certainly does feel like it's gone on forever but it will be over soon hopefully if we keep following the guidelines and we'll be back next week with another guest so thank you very much for listening guys and my thanks as always to Ben for joining us and Kingsley for taking the time out to come on the podcast mm-hmm.